0: This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. In-person visitation remains on pause at the Montana State Prison at Deer Lodge. In making their announcement, Montana corrections officials chalked up the suspension of in-person visitation at the state prison to higher than normal staffing shortages. The agency says it recognizes the value of in-person visits but it must also place the safety and security of the public, staff, and inmates above all else. In lieu of in-person visits, DOC now provides each inmate two free phone calls and two free video visits every week. The suspension does not affect the Montana Women's Prison in Billings. Corrections Department spokesperson Carolyn Bright says the state prison at Deer Lodge did provide holiday in-person visitation last week on a first-come, first-served basis. Bright said the agency will do its best to provide similar limited opportunities further into the holiday season, adding that that will depend on staffing levels. Concern over out-of-state hunters was a focus at a recent Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks Citizens Advisory Committee meeting in Region 1. The committee gathers five or six times a year. It met in Kalispell to discuss the state's priorities for the upcoming legislative session. Topics up for discussion included further development of an FWP app, the use of drones by hunters, hunting from highways, and the removal of the 24-hour wait period accompanying a wolf license, among others. But it was out-of-state license plates That hunters reported seeing during the season, that was a sticking point. Quote, in the five-week hunting season across the state, everywhere I go, I ask people how their experience was, and every single person would say, I'm sick and tired of non-resident license plates. That's Corey Anderson, a hunter and a member of the committee from Columbia Falls. State legislators in attendance warned of possible unintended consequences. Increasing the cost of licenses would provoke a statewide backlash, according to State Senator Mike Cuff, the Republican from Eureka. President Joe Biden on Wednesday pledged to give Native Americans a stronger voice in federal affairs. At the first in-person summit on tribal affairs in six years, that he would foster, quote, respect for indigenous knowledge and tribal consultations in government decision making. Biden announced new steps to establish uniform standards for federal agencies to consult with tribes, a plan to revitalize native languages and new efforts to strengthen the tribal rights that are outlined in existing treaties with Washington. Biden also announced $135 million in federal money to help relocate to safe ground 11 tribal communities that face the impact of climate-related environmental threats from Maine to Alaska. Quote, there are tribal communities at risk of being washed away, he told the summit. It's devastating. Villages are at risk from severe infrastructure damage due to coastal erosion and extreme weather events. A 2020 study from the Interior Department said $5 billion would be needed over the next 50 years for tribal relocation due to environmental damage. Leaders and representatives from hundreds of Native American tribes were in attendance at the summit. The president said he is requesting $9.1 billion for the Indian Health Service, and said Congress, for the first time, should make that funding mandatory. Whether Congress will act on that or other tribal issues is another matter. The Tribal Nations Summit wasn't held during pre- then President Donald Trump's administration. The Biden administration held one virtually last year because of the coronavirus and highlighted the deepening and long-standing inequities of the tribal communities. Governor Greg Forty hosted a public safety roundtable with city, county, and community leaders in Bozeman on Wednesday. He said that as the cost of living has increased, services are being stretched thin and staff turnover is increasing. Gallatin County's rapid growth brought comments from law enforcement, along with newly elected County Attorney General Aubrey Cromwell, that said each needed more manpower in their offices to keep up with rising caseloads. Bozeman Police Chief Jim Veltkamp said they deal with an increase in drugs and alcohol-related crimes, and Sheriff Dan Springer said the area is still seeing an increase in fentanyl trafficking from the southern border. One area that community leaders agreed on was the need for more treatment and preventative services for minor offenses. Bozeman Mayor Cindy Andrus urged for more public safety across city streets as community members have been pushing the city for increased safety in recent weeks following the gift of a Bozeman high school teacher. Governor Gianforti said his administration has grants available in his budget proposal to fund some of the ideas and will take those ideas to the legislature in the 2023 session. The Montana State Health Department is adding to its contract with a private consulting group hired to oversee the Montana State Hospital and other public health care facilities. The price tag for the amended contract with Alvarez and Marcel, LLC has also swelled to nearly $7 million. The prior agreement was $2.2 million earlier this year. The revised contract lays out some of the New York-based firm's strategies for helping the state health department stabilize its federally unaccredited state psychiatric hospital in Warm Springs. Part of the problem is that the hospital had a 47% staff vacancy rate last month. In an emailed statement on Tuesday, Department of Public Health and Human Services Director Charlie Brereton said that increasing the contract to 6966000 is justified. According to the agreement, the state funding will pay the consultation group for a three-person transformation management office to help the health department with facilities assessments, staff hiring, training and overall operations at the Montana Mental Health Nursing Care Center in Lewistown, the Montana Chemical Dependency Center in Butte, and the Intensive Behavior Center in Boulder. At the State Hospital in Warm Springs, the upcoming contract says consultation will provide direct oversight over a 12-month effort to retain federal accreditation from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid. That accreditation was revoked earlier this year. The contract says consultants will also identify roadblocks and create an audit and monitoring program towards recertification, an apparent strong commitment to recertification after months of noncommittal consideration by state officials. The contract also says A&M will help the hospital restructure patient placement. A&M may move patients to other facilities, saying it will assess the populations at different facilities, quote, with the goal of adjusting patient census. Bernie Franks Angoy, the executive director of the patient advocacy group Disabled Rights Montana, said there appears to be an understanding by state officials that the hospital really needs to be overhauled in a very substantial way. Frank's envoy described the contract's $7 million figure as very concerning if the state does not plan to implement substantial changes to how Warm Springs operates. A new survey says that more than half of Montanans want more tax dollars spent on higher education, and more than 80% see it as a pathway to upward economic mobility and other benefits. But only 41% of people less than 45 years old believe college is worth the cost. The survey, called Perceptions of Higher Education in Montana, was conducted by the Montana University System as part of a project funded with a Lumina Foundation grant. Of new jobs created in the last decade, the survey said workers with college degrees or certificates earn $13,000 or more on average than those without. Also, most of the new jobs in the past decade have gone to people with post-secondary degrees or certificates. Christine Miller, the Director of Student Affairs and Engagement at the Commissioner's Office, said there were four points that stood out. First, Montanans overwhelmingly see value in higher education. Miller says that's notable because nationally that result isn't always the case. Secondly, she noted the high value Montanans see in higher education and that provides them with knowledge and skills to prepare them for jobs and careers. Montanans rated that purpose number one. Thirdly, Montanans believe that public higher education in Montana is the highest quality education they can get. But, again, Miller noted Montanans find affordability to be a concern. Just 55% of those 45 and older think college is worth the cost. Montanans believe if they get a degree it will pay off in significant ways, particularly if it's a career-focused degree. But they don't like that there's not enough support to make college affordable. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB db webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide, with listeners in now 51 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, in 27 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Network, including KMEH. FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.